Good evening. It's uh, August 8th, 2019. We're at the Long Run at 2452 Sutherland Avenue. We're the Deadhead and the Engineer. I'm Patrick. I'm Ethan. And you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at deadhead.engineer865. We're at the Bliss Home Corner at Trooper's Library. And we got a packed couch here tonight. The couch uh, is completely full. It is completely full. I've not seen it this full, uh, ever. Um, but I'm glad to be back from Oregon. I had a fantastic time in Oregon last week. Um, and But it's good to be back here hanging out with you. you it's know? good to have you back. So, yeah. There's less pressure on me. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, we, we had a nerve-wracking moment last week because we had the Wi-Fi was a little spotty out there on the Pacific uh, coast. And um, so I had to, I was in the garage making sure that the kids didn't come ransacking in but we managed um and uh, you know seemed like it was a good episode and so but it's good to be back here um and so you know last week i don't want to dwell too much on last week but last week was jerry garcia's would have been his 77th birthday and so the days between is how us deadheads refer to the time between his birth and death and so tomorrow is the day that he died uh, 24 years ago. Um, and so the days between, um, you know, there'll be, there'll be a solemn moment tomorrow at some point for deadheads worldwide. But, you know, we, I think we've, we've, we've visited Alpine Valley before uh, in East Troy, West Troy, excuse me, Wisconsin, but I think it was 1989. So I've chosen, there's only one Grateful Dead show on this day in Grateful Dead history, and it's from 8-8-1982. The thing, so there's a couple of good things. The Looks Like Rain, which that doesn't mean anything to you, um, was, I think it's fantastic. And the thing I like about it is that they start the song out, and the drummers and... Garcia start playing too quick and you hear Bob Weir say slow down slow down and he stops it and I just imagine like a workout like with you me and Jonesy and like it'd be like me and Jonesy saying like slow down and you and like you just keep going and so they kept going it's more it's more like me telling Jonesy slow down a little bit because you're going too fast perhaps that's probably right and so they stopped it and they kind of brought it back again in it um but there's in my opinion not the best looks like rain, but it's a fantastic version. Scarlet Fire estimated um, profit, you know, to kind of in that second set. But the, the the clincher for what makes this show great in 1982 is the Rolling Stones Satisfaction Encore. So I think uh, you know, listening to 88 1982, they, there was probably a lot going on in 1982. I don't think they were. Uh, I think there was obviously. All sorts of variations of things that were being imbibed at that time, and so maybe that's why the playing was a little too quick and a little up and down. Um, but still, a fantastic show. There's not much else to pick from because that is the only show in 1982 that the Grateful Dead played. Um, so episode 25, we're underway. Uh, we are sponsored by Ice Up Cryotherapy. You can find them at iceupcryo.com. Casey Flowers is our sponsor and special guest tonight. We have a multitude of special guests tonight, but we'll, we'll get around to that in just a minute. We have a round table of uh, folks to ask, what's on tap? Ethan, what's on tap? 
I'm actually drinking the slightly mighty low cal IPA <laughs> from Dogfish Head because I feel like I need to lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's only 95 calories, 3.6 carbs. I actually bought it because I wanted to try see what it tasted like, and it's not bad. It doesn't well, not, doesn't taste like a light beer, so okay. I'd drink it again. I'm drinking the Highland Brewing, uh, I guess, obviously out of Asheville, the Seasonal Wonderlush. Uh, that's not my middle name. It's a Hazy Adventure Ale. Uh, it's quite tasty. Uh, it's a little bit different than the bush that I normally drink, but it's <laughs> I like it. Casey, what are you drinking tonight? Same as you. Oh, well, that's not so unique. I know. Okay. I meant well, to grab the IPA, but... Well, there's one sitting here for you, so you can have that next. Whitney, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking an IPA. I only ever drink IPAs. It's the Wiseacre Ananda. Oh, that I think is I good. said that right. Ananda? Ananda? Sounds about we'll right. Ananda. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with it. I mean, you know, we're not, you know... No one's great on, pronunciation here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're not hooked on phonics. It's okay. You can say it however you'd like. Uh, I think our starting blocks, we got to start off right away with... Uh, your commanding win last week at the Pigeon Four JK seven point six K. Yeah, let's not let's not. <laughs> oh, so, so we we forgot we should introduce Jonesy and he'll he'll, he'll get around uh, to I guess our bell lap later. But so Jonesy chimed in. So uh, Jonesy, what are you drinking? Uh, water. I'm off the sauce water. for two weeks. Okay, yeah. fair yeah. enough. Well, that's not very exciting. But let's talk about the Pigeon Four JK, which is more exciting because it was seven point six. Yeah, was, K. so they, we changed we changed the course a couple of years ago or last year, and uh, I guess there was a miscommunication, and they used one turnaround from the old course and one turnaround from the new course. Um, I guess not a huge deal. Um, I'm actually uh, maybe lucky <laughs> that it turned out to be short because I was kind of dying the last couple of miles. I got a little 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 warm out there. And there was a kid from Colorado who's not too far behind me. Um, may have passed me if it was a little, any, any longer. So, got my Pigeon Forge win out of the way. Now the so only, there's, there's one... The only thing left is Expo. Yeah. yeah so, which I haven't uh, run in probably five or six years. Well, we won't dive into our conversation this morning. But, you know, I think if things go well here over the next couple of months, you'll be able to check that box. We'll see. And Yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> that'll be, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm recollecting uh, five thirty six o'clock in the morning conversations with y'all. But um, yeah, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> Not much else to say about. Not much else to say about that. A win is a win. It's two in a row for you because uh, you won um, the fireball, obviously in commanding fashion. I don't think you've run anything in between the fireball and the pigeon for JK, have you? I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Back-to-back wins, you know, just keep racking them up. Uh, you need, like, one of those, like, honky-tonk belt belt buckles or something with, like, you know, all the medals that they're giving out these days. <laughs> or they're not giving out medals anymore. I got a medal. You got a medal? Forge. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> they got rid of the prize money and turned it into finishers medals. <laughs> Excellent. Well, um, you know, uh, turn that... Turn that <laughs> medal into something and, uh, yeah, buy more beer. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, so we, we have two guests tonight, like we said. We got Whitney Hines and we got uh, Casey Flowers here who owns Ice Up Cryotherapy right down the road. We'll get to Casey in a couple of moments. There's uh, our first kind of call to action, which will get interesting because uh, it's a discount and it's worth it. And um, as long as you wear socks, that's the operative thing. We'll get to Casey <laughs> with that. Wear socks, that's important. Uh, so we'll get to Whitney Hines. Um, who's recently started 
a group, I guess we could call it a group, Whitney. Um, the Mother Runners. Um, so it's an open, open community of badass mothers <laughs> runners. Because yeah. normally yes. after, after I say mothers, it normally doesn't, I don't normally don't follow with runners. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, what's the purpose of what's going on with Mother Runners? Tell us a little bit about what's going on. So the Mother Runners is a website and it houses information and inspiration for moms who run or want to run. Um, and the motivation behind it is, um, you know, I've run my whole life and I've always been able to run no matter what was going on in my life. But as a mom, it's really, really hard because um, you're not doing, you know, all these other people depend on you and you have all these unforeseen obstacles like, well, you know, giving birth as one of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thing. We'll start with that That's and getting back into shape after that. Even so is that you, a difficult thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even if you run throughout your pregnancy, it's still, I mean, your body goes through changes, you know. Um, an attachment of kids, I mean, I can't tell you how many times my husband's here, like, I had to pry my babies off of me and I'm running and he's calling me back like come back come back they're hyperventilating you know uh, they won't stop crying um, good times <laughs> and yeah and there's just so many obstacles and but yeah it's so important because if you're not happy you don't feel good about yourself you're not getting that outlet you're just kind of going to be a miserable person and who wants a miserable person around um, so it, I mean for so, so that's many, why nobody calls me to hang out <laughs> now I, I mean there's just as everybody sitting here knows there's so many benefits to running and um, it's not only good for the mom but it's good for the whole family and so you know I, there's no website out there that really has all that information in one place um, you know I can t- if you search for it you'll land on runners or runners world or active.com or whatever and you can tell that it's written by a man um and so i wanted a place there where people can find information that's helpful and readable and that they find relatable so it's a website but i think you also have a facebook page and instagram yes facebook and instagram so please follow me and like me (laughs) please like me (laughs) well there there seems to be a little bit more to, to that, you know, more than meets the eye in, in, in Facebook and Instagram and obviously you're providing some platform, obviously, for um, mother runners. I, mm-hmm. I have to make sure that yes. I... It's cheeky. You know. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you want to say gotta, something different. <laughs> yeah. And so I think, you know, um, there, there, but there's, there's more to it, I think, it, obviously, because I mean, you know, I mean, heck, we're out, you know... Every day, the, the three of us, myself, uh, Jonesy, and Ethan, and you know, we see all sorts of people out, obviously. And so I think, um, you know, but you're building a community, mm-hmm. obviously, of um, like-minded mothers that want to, you know, stay in shape and and compete and and train and run, obviously, and trying to find that time and that balance. I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not a mother. Obviously, uh, I'm, I maybe I'm, I'm a mother of some sort, but not a mother runner. And uh, you know, I think trying to find that balance of uh, you know family life and work and being able to fit in your training runs. Obviously, you know, you have to find some. You know, well, I guess once you find that balance, then you'll find the value in it. And so, I think that seems to me at least from my perspective, what I, what I see, like, that's what you're providing. Yeah. So. You, I mean, you hit the nail on the head there and, um, 
you know, I've learned, I, I used to always run by myself and I've learned so much from the people that I've been running with um, over the past year or so. And so, you know, I want to share what I've learned. This is not just like my perspective. I'm, you know, sharing the insights from other mother runners on how they, you know, balance things and time management. And then also just like, you know, traditional running tips, nutrition and injury prevention, what have you. Um, and then I'm also interviewing experts and sharing their expertise as well. So, um, yeah, it's it's more like a, it's it's kind of a hybrid between a personal blog and a news site. It's more like a news site, really. Um, and, yeah, I hope it's helpful to people. We've I just launched a month ago, and, um, you know, I'm really excited for what's to come, and I have lots of ideas to grow, and I'm really thankful to be here to help spread the word about it. Um, yeah, Julie and I were just joking the other day. We think you've only been open or around for a month, and you probably have more followers on Instagram than we do. <laughs> Thanks for saying that. I don't think that's true, but it's hard. The whole social media is an interesting game to play. And you've already been on the news. Yeah. Yes. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I'll be. Um, there's a feature tomorrow night on Channel Six at six. So. Oh, is it tomorrow at six? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to, we'll get that on the, we'll find a hashtag for it. Whitney's uh, an expert, excuse me, at hashtags, and uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll get, we'll get like expert hashtags on how to make sure that we get that word out. So Whitney, it was good to have you here. We'll, I mean, I'm sure there's probably other avenues we can uh, surf down with you and figure out, you know, ways to promote um, what's going on with the mother well, so so your what's your website I don't think we it, oh yeah it's oh. www.themotherrunners.com and yes. Facebook Facebook is also the mother runners and Instagram is the mother runners so. that's pretty easy, easy to remember. Yeah. <laughs> that's very and easy thank yeah. you very much for having me on the show I it really was good to have you here Whitney we appreciate it um, and so we will get to our next guest the sponsor of the evening Ice Up Cryotherapy Ice Up introduced cryotherapy to the Knoxville community in 2015. In fact, they were the first cryotherapy spa in East Tennessee. Since opening, they've grown to offer many services, including compression therapy, which we just talked about, Casey, so we'll get to that here soon, LED light therapy, detoxing body wraps, and they even have a mobile cryotherapy trailer that can come to you. So maybe instead of like alcohol and pizza, we need to have the cryo the mobile, the mo- no, mobile cryo spa. Excuse me, I said mobile. I apologize. <laughs> on, 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 on Thursday nights. At the, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so Casey Flowers, welcome Casey. It's good to have you here. You're uh, from Knoxville. Yep. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I grew up in Knoxville. So I went to Bearden High School. That's unfortunate because yeah. I coach at West. I know. So sorry. Dang. Yeah, they actually did the transfer my freshman year. I was about three-tenths of a mile from coming to West. Oh, uh, well. You know, my daughter just started Bearden, and she'll be the fourth generation that graduated from Bearden. So uh, it's kind of in the family. Oh, uh, well, but, um, okay. Yeah, we'll went to that. UT, and we opened ISEP 2015. So, so yeah. yeah, so you've been open for, what, uh, Almost four, four years? years. Yeah, four yeah, years. Next so, month will be four years. Um, and so, obviously, you're providing, you're, you're, well, you were the first to provide a service, cryotherapy. Uh, and thankfully, I can speak from experience, and we'll get to some of what Casey provides over at ISEP, but I can, and should we say football players are dumb? 
I think for the most part they're dumb. Some are dumb. Some are dumb. One in particular Some do dumb things. Some do dumb things. And so I from experience, um, I had my three minutes in the in the is it cryosauna? Cryo chamber. Yeah, so the cryo chamber, yes. Like I joked, there was there's a photo circulating. Um, Casey might, may or may not play tennis occasionally with Valerie, my girlfriend, and so there was a picture that circulated. Um, but I was instructed to wear these crazy socks, and we'll make sure to put that picture on Instagram here. Yeah, I think it's it's vanished off into I the. I think I have a copy of it. <laughs> I, I think I still have it. Oh <laughs> yeah, let's, I don't want to see that one again. But um, so yeah, obviously I had. Distinct instructions on what I needed to do: socks and slippers, and you know, one in, one football player in particular who plays for the Raiders. Um, if he was still in Pittsburgh, it wouldn't happen. It wouldn't have. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Mike Tomlin would have taken care of it. John Gruden let it go. Um, but I can. Yeah, it, it, it's an interesting feel. Uh, my my feet did not burn whatsoever. But it's it, it's been a like this week in particular. Um, for some negative reasons, it's been a hot topic on, on, you know, sports talk. For me in particular, it's been, I had a positive experience from it. I did it two days, three days. I was telling Whitney before the fireball and maybe that propelled me, there you, you know, that's, uh, my that's, comeback. That, that was your comeback right there. <laughs> but I think, you know, some of the things that Casey talked about were, um, the inflammation reduction, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so let's talk a little bit about some of the points that you made. Um, so it was actually developed in 1978 for rheumatoid arthritis. But um, what it does is it reduces inflammation. And we all know that inflammation is kind of the root of all evil in our bodies. And many athletes have used cryotherapy um, since then to help them recover from you know long workouts or from competition a lot do it right before competition to give them an energy boost so for most for most of us cryotherapy like the kind you're talking about is a new concept we don't we haven't known about it we've we known about ice baths you know when i was in college right. when i was in college we had a big tub we filled it with ice and we sat in there for for 15 minutes yeah we iced up our legs so how is this different than an ice bath. Yeah, like I said, this has been around since 1978. It's been mainly in Europe. It kind of gained popularity in the U.S. about 2011 with the Dallas Mavericks. Um, They won the NBA championship that year, and they were the underdogs. They had been doing cryotherapy all season, and they credited cryotherapy with their win. So So was Mark Cuban on on the cutting edge of cryotherapy? You know, I don't really know much about them. Oh. Was I, I was, know the story? Was, 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 ice up, was ice up on Shark Tank? Yeah, it was on Shark Tank. Was, uh, Were you on Shark Tank, Glossé. Casey? You didn't tell us. Glossé is the um, brand that was on Shark Tank, yeah. Oh. But um, that was after 2011. That was after we were open, actually. But um, it took off. At, there are tons of places in Dallas, in Texas, California. It just, um, you know, we were the first ones in East Tennessee, but... I've seen a major shift in the Knoxville community since opening. When we first opened, people were like, even my friends, like, no way, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting in there. But, you know, like, you know, you were a little nervous. Yeah, it was kind of a space age. You may have gotten thing. a text from your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I may have gotten a text. But, and, yeah, but it was. You know, you did yeah. it, it's fine. You know, 
most people come out and they're like, that's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Ice baths are torture. I wouldn't do an ice bath, but I do cryotherapy yeah. several times a week. Well, it's just um, the time. I mean, mm-hmm. three minutes of pain versus 15 minutes of pain. Yeah, it's not right. that painful, to be honest okay. with you. It it's really just isn't. really yeah. cold. Yeah, I mean, you were supposed to get it. Dude, you were supposed to get I don't, it. I know. I don't have an excuse this week. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have an excuse. Like, you had, you know, I assume you had the time. Casey, you know, she offered you the, the time slot. It takes three minutes, dude. I actually had a, I had a plan because after Pigeon Forge, I was actually sore. I was sore. I, I don't know why, but I was sore after Pigeon Forge. I was like, I got to go get some, get some ice, some cryotherapy, and I just... Maybe you can I'm, find the time. You can still come. I'm yeah. lazy. We're still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're not going anywhere. I mean, yeah, I can vouch. I, I, I walked in, and I was completely nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I've seen the pictures, and I've seen videos of, like, you know, all these professional runners doing it. And I, and I, I sat there, it was almost kind of like a little therapy session. Cause I was like, I don't, I hate ice baths. I haven't done one in, you know, a long time when I was really running, you know, now that I'm just hobby jogging. And so, um, but it was, it wasn't what I expected. I mean, I was like sitting there in my boxer shorts and, you know, with these knee high socks and slippers and like, so, and I don't know if it's like part of your thing. But you sit there, you're, you're standing there, and Casey's like, you know, closes the door and puts this thing up. And so she talks to you, and before you know it, it's like 90 seconds is up, two minutes is up, and then next thing you know, like, it's like, that's it. Did you, did you want to be in there longer? I don't know that I could have taken it any longer. <laughs> it's three minutes for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, it's negative 220 Fahrenheit, so three minutes is about all you need, and... Um, but they just found that extreme cold for a short period of time is the most effective way to reduce inflammation okay. in your body. And it actually creates anti-inflammatory proteins in your bloodstream. Um, it detoxes your blood, puts oxygen in your blood, and that will all stay there for 48 hours, which may be why it helped you a couple of days later. So do people um, usually come in like in the meat of their training, when they're training really hard? Do they come in at the end of the season, before a race? Do you, or- all, all, all of the above. above. So uh, I was telling Whitney earlier, there are several people who are training for their first marathon. They'll come in and by month pass, just come basically every day for the time period that they're training. Um, we'll have several people, um, you know, that will come right before competition because you have an endorphin release and you're really loose, feel good. Um, tons of people that come after because they're sore. So, just imagine if things. I had gone twice, I might have been, I might have been closer to. Uh, you would have broken sixteen out there. <laughs> I'll tell you, the first time I did cryotherapy, I left. It was a place in Atlanta, and I had so much energy that I was, and I was like, "Yeah, let's go get on a treadmill." And I like put it all the way up and ran for like fifteen minutes. It was just, it was crazy. It does, especially the first few times you do it. Now I'm, you, now I'm really mad. I haven't got in there yet. <laughs> Well, you got your, you got your session. So, I mean, I, Hold I, on to that feeling. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I guess I just lost my train of thought on something, but, um, and, yeah, kids do it. So, I mean, the, the youngest we've had is nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I have some high school. I mean, some of the kids, kids, yeah, come. my kids do it. And so they're into it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the other things though, that, I mean, it's not that it's far fetched. I mean, you know, standing in a cylinder that because and you told me like because I, I not I don't I'm not claustrophobic mm-hmm. but I can't imagine like you know some because you do kind of service 
University of Tennessee men's basketball team, mm-hmm. right? With our mobile unit, yes. With the mobile unit. Yes. And so, not the football team anymore, but like those are big dudes. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, how did, like, how does that, like, is it the same sort of... So it's a different machine in our mobile unit. Okay. It's, um, we have a Yuka machine out of Poland in the um, retail store. In our mobile unit, we have an impact machine, and it was specifically developed for athletes, um, and it's a USA-made machine. As but. opposed to us, because we're not athletes. Is that what no, you're I, you are. Every, <laughs> you are, but um, this one kind of, say it goes up to... Seven, no, six, eleven, seven feet. No, um, it's different. This one has like, the one in the store. You know how it has <laughs> the, it has the, has the lift there. in it. This oh. one has it's like you actually step down into it. Oh. And then we have like gymnastic mats that you can use to build. That'd be up like high. a coffin for me. I'd be like <laughs> ten feet below. We have few mats. I mean, me too. So. Some of the other things, though, that we're curious about, I think, is... Like, so I think the compression ther- therapy is yeah. just like the, uh, you know, we, we said Normatec boots. You don't, it's, not, it's just the compression boots that mm-hmm. you put on and they squeeze your muscles for 15 minutes or something. Yeah, we do them 30 minutes, okay. 30 or 60 minutes. We have the boots and then we also have the hip attachments. Um, and it uses air that's not cold. But even though Patrick's it pretty convinced that it is, when I did it the one he's always cold. <laughs> I am it, always uh, cold. Squeezes yes. in sequential order to move the lactic acid out and stimulate recovery. It's actually really, really good for people who have knee problems, which I know a lot of runners kind of have knee problems sometimes. I'm doing that in conjunction with a cryotherapy. I have a lady who came to us when we first opened. She was scheduled for knee surgery, and um, that's. She never had the habit. She doesn't have to wear a knee brace anymore. Really? She plays wow. tennis six days a week, several mm. hours a day, and she's in her 60s. But um, Wow. Yeah. What is a detoxing body wrap? I need detox pretty much every day. <laughs> so, yeah, you what can is do that? it. You can do it. Um, it's a niacin-based detox. I mean, if you ever heard of niacin, it's basically vitamin B3. Okay. Um, it simulates circulation. So we put a cream on you. And all over your body and then we wrap you in industrial strength saran wrap and you lay there for an hour but it helps um, the niacin helps pull all the toxins to the surface and it flushes toxins out through your capillaries that you drink a ton of water with it and it's really good for cellulite reduction um, huh. in conjunction with a good diet clean eating. so that that like that part of like ice up wouldn't necessarily be geared towards like athletic no um, not necessarily yeah. unless you're doing like physique yeah training, so that's gonna be more like kind of a health and wellness there thing. are a lot of people that come to us to um, lose weight because cryotherapy can burn five to eight hundred calories a session mm. so they'll you know they're looking to do that and kind of jump start a healthy lifestyle which is you Does know one of the reasons why I like like so that caloric burn does it stimulate it even further past that or like once you walk out and like i walked out and i burned 500 calories yeah your body's trying to stay warm so it's burning calories to stay warm i tell people if they want to do it for the calorie burn then go work out right after you do cryotherapy because while your resting metabolic rate is already up for about 30 minutes or so or just spend 30 minutes in there instead of three minutes (laughs) yes (laughs) yeah maybe not but (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. So I think, you know, not a, not a way to like sum it up, Casey, but, you know, I guess my question is, I mean, you, you told us a, a little bit about yourself. Like, A, what's your background? And then two, how did you get involved in like owning a cryotherapy clinic in, in town here? Um, <laughs> so um, my background, I was a runner in high school. Yeah, sure. Um, track cross country. I've always been into health and wellness just for myself, basically. Right. Um, and then I, in 2015, my best friend, who's a doctor, okay. she was getting ready to move to San Francisco. We kind of wanted to do a girls trip before we before she moved. And I heard about cryotherapy on a podcast. And I sent her the information, and she'll tell me if something is um, legitimate or not. And she's like, actually, there's a lot of science behind this. Let's go try it. The closest place at the time was Atlanta. So we went down there, and I had um, sprained my wrist playing tennis. Okay. Embarrassingly, by a nine year old yeah. hitting the ball at me too hard. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but those nine year olds, they're tough tennis players. But. I had to wear a wrist brace, and it was healing, but I still had to wear it. And I did cryotherapy one time, totally ditched the brace, was fine after that. My best friend, she kind of was in a slump. Her husband was already out in California, she has okay. two kids, that sort of thing, and it jump-started like, her metabolism again. She loved it, and I started researching when I got back to Knoxville and kind of found out the history behind it and thought it'd be really cool to bring it to this area essentially. It's a new thing and gaining popularity. I loved it. I can't afford to have one in my house like LeBron James, so. (laughs) Does does LeBron James really have a cry? Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Several, yeah, several of those pro athletes do. (laughs) Well, uh, he must be a little bit smarter than than a football player because Mm. obviously he hasn't damaged the bottom of his feet. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm an advocate. I use it one time. Um, and Julia used to go. She's, she's and that's gone, right. She's yeah, gone Julia a bunch used of, to go. She's gone a bunch of times. And she loved it. Hey, how are you? <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Valerie's gone too. But um, no, you haven't. Okay. Well, but you want to? Okay. So we have. Yeah. Well, you know, you can mention. We'll get to that call to action here pretty soon. Yeah. Um, but you know, you still need to go. I'll go. And so, I think. Uh, I don't know. It, 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 I think we can have a follow up next time after I go. I'll have a follow up. Yeah, yeah, we'll have. We'll that's a great idea. Maybe we'll have we a follow up. Maybe we can post that on there. You know, that'd probably be better than my than my picture because I, I think it kind of looked like a mug shot. And so, <laughs> although it like had smoke billowing up. No, someone someone said it looked like the start of a sci-fi porno. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want to be part of any of that. Um, I'm not really a sci-fi guy, and I sure as hell don't participate in any porn. So, um, but you know, <laughs> well, I don't know who said that, but no, I, I really probably want to see this take picture. a guess. <laughs> was it? Uh, I, I was gonna guess someone else, but um, I think you know, I, I think what what you provide, Casey, is obviously um, something unique. Obviously, because it's you know. Yeah, anybody could like you know dump a you know I don't know a gallon of ice in their bathtub and sit there and suffer for ten minutes, but it, it's a I don't know it's a unique thing. You it's know? a little different than an ice bath because yeah. 
an ice bath is going to be more localized treatment, whereas this creates a systemic response within your body. So, um, did I say that earlier? It creates uh, well, anti-inflammatory yeah. proteins, right. detoxes your blood, it puts oxygen in your blood, that'll stay there for a couple of days. Um, it's fast, it's easy, you warm up fast once you get out. I felt it for a couple of days because I ran 1645 <laughs> when I thought I was hopeful to you, you know, run still 18 cold, minutes. Though. I was not still cold. No, I was sweating like a, like a, like a mother runner. <laughs> and so, um, but, you know, I think, you know, before we get to uh, our last special guest, uh, the call to action uh, Casey, tell us about the call to action. What do we got going on here? That if people listen to the show... Listen to the show, come in, mention the show, and we'll give you half off the introductory rate. Um, introductory rate's $30, so you can come try it for 15 It's a good deal. There you go. That sounds like a good deal to me. Uh, you know, like I said, I went in, I spent probably more time than she wanted to spend with me, but we talked about stuff and my nervousness about it. Uh, but it was excellent. I thought it was, you know, I think what Casey provides over there at uh, Ice Up, you know, it's worth checking out. And so I think for people that listen to us, uh, runners, cyclists, and you probably get all those sorts of people in there. And, and obviously other athletes too. Um, but the people that listen to us more often than not are runners. Um, you know, it's three minutes. It, it's like, it takes longer to go into pilot and like pull your coffee you could go in, you know, walk in, put your put your gear on, and then walk out, and then you're done. You're recovered. You know, there you go. So, so. Uh, where are you located? Uh, Fifty one hundred three Kingston Pike. It's in the Gables West Shopping Center, right next door to Gourmet's Market. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I know yeah. that is. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's the place to be. Uh, Casey, thank you so much thank for being you here. Thank you so much. We'll get to our bell lap. We're here at the Bliss Home Corner at Trooper's Library. Um, he sat in with us once before out at, at the, the mile. At the mile. Yeah. And so we welcome back Andy Jones. Hey, buddy. How's it going? And so uh, our book today is Running for My Life, One Lost Boy's Journey from the Killing Fields of Sudan to the Olympic Games. It sounds like we're reading some kind of massacre book. It, um, the part, the first part of it is well. And this so, is yeah. this is timely because it's by Lopez Lemong, who just won the national championship in the five k and the ten k on the track. He's also the first person to ever win their national championship in the fifteen hundred, five k, and ten k. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only man in the world. So he's run one forty five for eight hundred meters too. So he's like across that's like the Tuggy's four hundred. Like <laughs> oh gosh, you weren't supposed to go there, but you just did. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right, so tell us a little, a little about Lopez's story. Well, you know I love an underdog. And last time we talked, actually on here, we were talking about Gabe and, you know, like that being an inspirational story and some bad circumstances and how tough she still was. And this, for different reasons, is equally as inspiring. And I know it doesn't shock either of you two, but I'm not a huge reader. It's not something I do in my spare time. And, but... You know, I mentioned to Ethan that I'd watched Lopez run in one of those track meets, and he said, oh, I got his book. Give it a, a read. And uh, it was, I think I read it in four nights. And it was, I would encourage anybody, before I tell you about it, I would encourage anybody to read it. It is a very easy read, especially before the Olympics, because this guy, the situation he came from is unbelievable. He was captured by a, like, one of those Bush terrorist groups 
uh, at six years old. He was taken from his family. Uh, they basically ripped him out of his mother's arms and uh, took him and all the little boys and girls from their kind of tribe in a very remote part of what's now South Sudan. They take them on a uh, journey in the back of this you know, truck, dump them out, and anybody who was over, I think it was eight or 10 years old or something, a certain height, they took each day and basically went out and brainwashed them and taught them to be killers and basically joined their renegade group to keep getting bigger. Luckily for him, and his actual God-given name is Lopepe, which means speed or fast in his native language. His mom gave him that, knew he was fast and was born. So he was a little bitty guy at the time and was too little to go out. Well, they put them all in one tent, and they basically put these, they left the little ones in there all day, every day. They wouldn't let them out to go to the bathroom or eat or anything. They put one bowl of food in a day that they had to share. And they either, you either stayed till you got to be big enough to learn to fight or you died. And he said every day in his tent, he watched two to three people his age or younger die. Mm. And so he, he was there with three other boys from his tribe or whatever. And one night they said, hey, we got you. We're going to sneak out tonight. And they had been going out to train to fight each day. These other three had. And they didn't get brainwashed. They didn't believe in it. Didn't want to be there. So they take uh, Lopez and run. And they ran for three days straight. And I can't remember the amount of mileage that they ended up and ran, but these boys ran for three days continuous. And they hid in a cave at one point because he was almost about to pass out. And these kids carried him on his back. They did everything. They end up getting recaptured by some guys who didn't speak their language. They spoke a certain dialect, but these guys spoke Swahili, and they ended up being from Kenya. And so they take them into a refugee camp in Kenya. So, and I know you told me I had two minutes, but the, uh, it's, it's too, it's, you gotta, you, you it's too good. Have a it's, minutes, yeah, it's, it's too good. It's too good. So anyways, it, to short it up a little bit, they get away. They take these guys into this refugee camp in Kenya and he's six years old when he ends up there. The camp is so big that the loop around the outside was 30 kilometers, thousands and thousands of people. He's here in a very small tent with 10 other boys. And every single day he was there, ended up being there for 10 years, stuck in this refugee camp. They ran every single day a loop around the camp. So he ran 30K every single day, starting at the time he was six years old until he was 16, barefooted, before he was allowed to go play soccer. That was their rite of passage to get to go play soccer. And anyways, they gave him enough food for six meals a week. Not a day. That's about how many meals I eat each week. No. Six meals a week. And so they had one meal a day, but on Tuesdays they didn't give them a meal because all the workers there dumped their trash in a pit, and they were expected to go rummage through the trash and get what was left out of the trash to feed themselves for that day. So he ended up one day, snuck out, doing some work for a guy. They end up sneaking to this guy's house and watching the Olympics, and he saw Michael Johnson. And he said, one day I'm going to be in the Olympics. But he wanted to go to play soccer. That was the 92 Olympics in Atlanta. Correct. But he wanted to go to play soccer. 96, excuse me. 92 is Barcelona. He wanted to go to play soccer. Well, I'll try to speed it up. He goes, he gets, he, they start, there was a charity in the U.S., a Catholic charity that said, hey, we want to start bringing some of the lost boys to the U.S. We have the money. These guys had no idea who they were, but you had to write an essay to get out. And all they had seen of the U.S. was some Americans on this little black and white TV at this farmer's house. And he knew he wanted out. So he writes this essay. He doesn't know any English, but he has to write it in English. A guy from Kenya helped him. He writes it. He gets selected. And it takes him like four or five months to end up coming to the U.S. But he comes to the U.S., gets adopted by a family who was an absolutely incredible family. He ends up in, family. New, in New York. New York. In Tully, yeah, in Tully, in Tully, New York. Tully, yeah. New York. Exactly. Yeah. Ends yeah. up in Tully, New York, which he didn't like the cult. 
And, yeah, well, yeah, and then he went even colder. He went to Northern Arizona University. Exactly. Yeah. But not before he went to a small college in Virginia. He did go to a small was college. Was there a three-year? Virginia, Virginia in Intermont? I don't know if he went. No. Was it Intermont? I don't know. No. I know he ended up at, at NAU, but I remember, you know, years ago. I mean, he's 35 years, 34, 35 years old now. I remember reading about him, you know, being this, like, uh, you know, exceptional runner living in Tully, New York. And I'm like, who the heck is this guy? Right. And obviously he was running, like, phenomenal times and, you know, just running stuff that was, you know, uh, obviously nobody in New York at that time was anywhere near him. He was and a he, state champion you know, multiple times. State, state yeah. champion multiple times again. And Tully, I believe, uh, you know, it's been a long time since I've lived in New York, but I think Tully is like a large school. And so, you know, he was winning everything in sight. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like a Foot Locker champ. You know, I don't know if he won a Foot Locker national title he did not. because he had all those other guys to contend with, like Galen Rupp and, and those characters. Um, but the fact that, uh, I mean, look where he is now. And like Ethan and I were talking about it earlier, he was uh, in 2008. He was a flag, flag bearer oh, at, the, at the Olympics. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, which, yeah. Yeah. You know, when, so, when most people watching the Olympics probably had no idea what his story was when they saw this guy right. carrying the flag. But. I mean, can you imagine being through that that whole story and coming to America and then ending up being the flag bearer at the Olympics? Well, his dream was to be in the Olympics, and he talks about it all the time. That was was a total dream. And then, you know, I didn't know this, but the flag bearer is actually selected by the contingent of athletes that's there. It's not picked by a captain, coach, or anybody. It's picked by the contingent of other athletes. And every sport has a chosen person, and then they vote. Well, when he got nominated by the track and field athletes to be uh, the flag bearer, every other athlete that was nominated from the other sports sat down and said, I vote for Lopez. That's how well respected he was. Not by all just the track and field athletes, by every athlete that was representing the United States sat down when they found out that he was, uh, you know, there. And then it's just, it's, again, I haven't done it justice. I tried to make some notes. I wouldn't totally botch it, but... it is a very easy read and very worthwhile. And if you don't read it before the Olympics, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's an awesome book. Well, there's we have a couple of months. Well, yeah, more than a couple. Yeah, about of months, a year. Yeah, about a year until we get to the Tokyo Games. You know, I think it, it really. You know, we were ta- Ethan and I were talking earlier this week, and I'm all, I'm always like, I need the Cliff Notes version. Like, what book are we going with this week? And and he he said he he pointed you out, and he's like, well, Jonesy. You know, thinks the Lopez Lamong book is the way to go, and I'm like, seems appropriate. Like, after what he ran, you know, Des Moines is, we can call it what it is, shit weather, and for what he ran, twenty seven thirty, you know, and then to, to and then back come it, back and, and outkick Paul Chilimo, who's a silver medalist, right? I mean, yeah, that's, it was an appropriate read. At least someone's reading in our in our group. Uh, which you know I don't read, and so, but you read it to to, to watch that, you know, because I think that's when you told me to read the book was after we had talked about him out kicking Paul Chalimo. You said, "Oh, I've got yeah. the book," but uh, to watch that is awesome. I mean, to watch this guy, what an absolute, complete, and total animal he is, and how great he is. But when you read the story about what he came from and how he got there, it is absolutely dumbfounding. It's incredible yeah. how bad it was, and everything always comes back to the state of Tennessee because, you know. Andrew Bumbelo and Lopez Among are teammates, and so you know. There you go. Uh, so Brentwood, a, a Brentwood Academy guy, you know, unfortunately went to Georgetown. He didn't go to UT, but he ended up doing a pretty good job. And so 
uh, Lopez and Bumby are teammates, and uh, maybe I'll send Bumby a text and share the, uh, the the podcast with me. Like, hey, you know, we talked about your your teammate, your boy. So um, I don't know. That kind of wraps it up. You know, we we we've, we've had a lot going on here on this couch tonight. We've had someone get arrested outside of the shop, um, which thankfully didn't curtail too much of what was going on here. Uh, but we've had Whitney. Whitney, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. And Casey, thanks for sponsoring the, the event. And there's uh, tons of Papa John's and you bought too many beers. Um, well, thanks for thanks thank thanks you. for having us. Thank uh, thanks so for coming in tonight and hanging out with us. Thank you.